20 separate components to be used in building up speech sounds. Welcome to Ludo Sounds on Entree Radio. In our first episode, we'll be talking to Tura Dolvenbalke about her practice and her explorations into sound. What I really want to do with sound is I would really like to work with sound in a more documentary way, almost like like someone might work with film. So in a, in a way, I would really like to become sort of a documentary sound maker, but somehow.
I just sang in my friend's wedding. It's a stev, which is this old Norwegian um, storytelling that you have different for like a wedding. You have a stev, which is sort of a a loop of melody and rhythm, and then one verse for each sort of. But it's passed down. My mother always does it, so she, I did it in this wedding because she does it because it's sort of passed down through generations. I'm trying to learn it and I made it slightly different and then I'll pass it on again but that's sort of gone I mean I tried to find archives of stev online and there were almost none which is quite interesting but it's the same with yoik too the sami yoik that you don't yoik you don't yoik about something you yoik the thing itself so it sort of has to be the song has to sort of be the thing you're, you're conjuring it somehow with the song that you're singing that's the idea of the song and then you pass for example you have a yoik of grandmother and that's her yoik this one grandmother and then it's passed on through this the family so that three generations down they can sing her yoik conjure her somehow with this song which is really yeah. beautiful that I've been thinking a lot about which we discussed too is this thing of to repeat a composition of sounds that you're familiar with and be confronted with them again is somehow almost like traps time or something even when I sang this this stev it has a melody that's very old Norwegian in structure somehow it's almost like a lullaby those tonalities touch anyone who's familiar with that kind of tonality very deeply. What it is about sound that sort of so, so profoundly puts you back in time to when you heard it the first time or when it made an impression on you or it's just filled with so many more memories than just the audible one it's just filled with like all these sense sensory memories or something Like you say, my work is often very equal to my life somehow. It just follows it very closely, be it through like personal tragedies or just a life-changing event, or or some or just thinking about something new and following it, the track of it. But I think the way I've used the camera all the time is just to always always be documenting, and then later to be sort of filtering it, and then seeing what's not just personal, but also has some relevance to other people. But sound, it's such a nice thing to move from camera to, to sound, which I guess I've always done anyway, but it's so amazing to think about it in a visual way, like come from, from documenting with a camera all the time to documenting with sound as a very parallel thing. Like I'm always recording with a video camera, I'm always recording with sound, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really nice to think about them side by side. The times I have filmed people talking... I guess it's just a, like a match of me being being able to stay in the moment and then them being able to stay in the moment too. 
mostly when I film, I don't really film people's faces that much. I'm more documenting a sort of bigger picture. So it's not like I'm exposing anyone in that way. And with sound, I mean, I did record for months in New York with those binaural headphones, people's conversations, absolutely. But in no way will they be exposed as themselves. Because I just think it's interesting. I mean, you know, when you see footage of Berlin in the 1940s or something, you know, just people filming everywhere, just the streets. And you're like, wow, that's what it looked like then. I just, I thought of almost these recordings as somehow just over time also like, that's, oh, that's what it sounded like just then. Everyone was talking because everyone's talking out loud so much because they're on the phone all the time too. I was just thinking so much about how people communicate how they just don't think about, I mean, here I am abusing this beautiful fact, but like the trust that people have in a way of having their, their like conversations openly into the world. we're talking in Berlin now but because this apartment is right on the river it's and all night especially in the summer it's sort of is a bit like Disney World around this place but sort of a rave Disney World like techno <laughs> party Disney World I mean there's so much sound and it's all traveling across the river and it's all coming you can hear people talking you can hear music playing from over there and it's mixing with music from there it's a really amazing soundscape and it's, it's something that I always remember from this place when I'm not here and then coming back it's just like that that is this place is that sound. All the clubs are sort of situated next to the water, so they're all like mixing in with each other, so it's like this huge live mixed set that you just get when you're up on this balcony. I thought a lot about it after you left, just that way of doing something, like of not having a... Because, I mean, you came and it was very intuitive and then we talked so much about not actually making a finished project that, product that was going to be something specific, but just to do together. And I thought that was really, it was very inspiring throughout the whole rest of the summer and still to just think together while doing without it being like, oh, wait, this is going to be our end goal. But like to learn, for example, just a program or just to talk and walk and record and then to process it straight afterwards very valuable and really amazing 
thing to do. And I know we talked a lot about that too, but like, but that's sort of the, the value of that kind of collaboration and collaborative thinking, I think is really, really nice. And to, to somehow archive that, how do you archive that without it being like, or here's this end product that this is the work we made, but more the whole process of that happening. I thought that was a very interesting thing to think about also with this foundation that I'm now chairwoman of the board for. But like, where I think that it could be really nice if people come there and think and just leave the remnants of their thinking somehow in the archives so the next person can just sort of pick it up. Necessarily continue working on it even, but just be surrounded by it somehow. And then that can just be the sort of growing archive of like a scientist's notes and then a musician's snippets of composition or whatever, or even a finished piece, I don't know. I grabbed my baby and I said, baby, lay down. And I got on top of him and my husband got on top of me and it was already happening, just flipping us over and over and over. Birds, for example, can not just mimic other birds or mimic a cry or give their own call, but they can also make the illusion of space in their voice or like they can call out as if they were really far away or really close to you. All the birds in London just have the craziest combination of mobile phone sounds. All the new and just, like the, I don't know, the clicking and the sort of 50 years ago, they would just not have had any of those sounds around them. Werner Herzog has this amazing clip on, online where Werner Herzog talks about the jungle. One of my favorite YouTube clips of all time. He says, um, you know, people say the jungle is so romantic and beautiful and fantastic, but it's just asphyxiation and fornication and rotting away. And it, it's like the, the land that God never finished. It's unfinished. Of course, we are challenging nature itself and it hits back, it just hits back, that's all, and that's grandiose about it, and we have to 
to accept that it is much stronger than we are. Kinski always says it's full of erotic elements. I don't see it so much erotic, I see it more full of obscenity. It's just, and nature here is vile and base. I wouldn't see anything erotical here. I would see fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and growing and just rotting away. Of course, there's a lot of misery, but it is the same misery that is all around us. The trees here are in misery and the birds are in misery. I don't think they, they sing, they just screech in pain of all this jungle. Uh, we, in comparison to that enormous articulation, we only sound and look like badly pronounced and half-finished sentences out of a stupid suburban novel, a cheap novel. And we have to become humble in front of this overwhelming misery and overwhelming fornication, overwhelming growth and overwhelming lack of order. Even the, the stars up here in the, in the sky look like a mess. When I came to, to Ria, I kind of felt it a bit like that. Like, but uh, you're surrounded suddenly by all this life and death somehow. Like, yeah. it's just, it's so tropical. So it's just all happening around you with such force all the time. And coming from a place where, you know, you maybe have a moose that like wanders across the horizon or like one fox or something. Made a very big impression on me. I was in a bit of a weird state to begin with. But then I heard that that insect and then my friend was like oh yeah those insects you know they they sing once and and that's when they try to mate and it's also the day they die so it's sort of like they call hopefully they mate regardless they die either way it's just their last song <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
I had got only got one recording really of it because it was it would only really be audible or would only really sing when the sun was setting and rising. So, uh, and I was only on this island for a couple of days, but it, like just those early morning hours, there's just so much sound happening. Like when when the sun is just coming up before it gets too hot, and uh, and as this island was also an island, so the sea is very close, so you can constantly hear the sea as well. When I had the final recording, it's like a lot of sounds that are a lot of frequencies that are very similar to to this one frequency. So the the work itself is is the recording of this insect, and then it sort of fades the frequencies to try to capture just that one tone. In a way, it's more about even just the attempt of listening to it. Yeah, the sounds of the rocks, I think, is it's really inc- an incredible sound. I mean, I, I've always loved the Henning Christiansen's Stone Symphony. I don't think we ever listened to that, um, where I think he's just throwing stones through like a metal tube or plate. Um, yeah. And he's sort of the composition is that. But it, I've always loved that that work so much. Maybe also just because of the like, the force and power. There was something very even just playing it on the pads or like just replaying those sounds. <laughs> it's just such a physical, such a physical aspect to it. I used to work with, like I told you, with audiobooks and yeah. things like that. And I've, I've worked also recently with that Ben, the actor. and mm-hmm. Flipping us over and over and over.
I grabbed my baby and I said, baby, lie down. I grabbed my baby. And then it's a situation said, where it's people who are professional at it and then they, like, I got on top of him. they are used to it and then it's a very interesting process of sort of going over it several times and making them go into get more and more comfortable i think that's also really interesting is the uncomfortableness of something until it gets comfortable and that transition i think is really nice too so just to sort of stay in something for a longer time and then you get somewhere so but i mean i the times i have filmed people talking which i have done a few times I guess it's just a, like a matter of me being being able to stay in the moment and then them being able to stay in the moment too. Kneeling down in a church when I see a nice country, hayside, glens. When I see a newborn baby. Thank you for listening to Ludo Sounds on Entree Radio and thank you to Twitter for sharing your thoughts and work with us. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Arts Council Norway. Uh, my name is Kara Stewart and please check out our SoundCloud for more episodes in this series. Twenty separate components to be used in building up speech sounds.